So this is the, the uh, interview with U So Mra on 28th uh, October 2017. So perhaps U So Mra, can we start with your, you know, where you were born and when you were born? I was uh, born the Yango, a uh, different hospital in the year 1940 in the month of April. And can you tell uh, me a little bit about your family life at that time? You know, like, uh, what, what, what did your father and mother do? My father was in ICS. Indian Civil Service, and uh, we had to uh, move to different places. Uh, when I was young, as far as I remember, Jiaoxi was the last place that he was assigned to. From Jiaoxi, he was transferred back to Yango and appointed as, I think, a deputy uh, secretary in the uh, Ministry of Education. And then he moved to uh, different departments. And he was secretary at the, the health ministry and then transport and communication. And that's what I remember. And then he was appointed as chief secretary. So that's uh, being secretary of the, the, the ministry is like the number one position. Yes. Permanent position. No, after after the minister, there's a secretary. The, yeah, that's uh, what I mean. People who runs the show. Yeah, yeah yes. the, the, the top civil servant. Yes. And then he became the top, top civil servant. Top, top civil servant, uh, chief secretary. But in what year would that have been? Roughly. I think around 56, I think 55, 56. So you were brought up in Yangon but for all your childhood? Yes, uh, I was taken to Rakhine only once when I was about one year old. And then after that, I grew up in Yango. So, the, you know, because your the word Mra yes. is a Rakhine, uh, indicates you're from Rakhine State? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Does it have a meaning, Mra? No. No. No meaning. But uh, my father had a, a lot of difficulty because of this name, Mra. That is uh, the Yama people spell it uh, differently. Ma, yeah. Actually, uh, you have to spell it Maya ye. is, they pronounce Nya. So, according to the Rokai, Maya ye is Mra. But, but the Burmese, the Burmese did not pronounce could understand the pronunciation or 
uh, what was the issue with the, the name? The spelling, because uh, you say Mara. Mara is Ma Ya, right. according to them. Right. So if you say uh, my father's name was U Shui Mara, so in Yama it's U uh, Shui Nya. So the my daughter also had that difficulty in dealing with the outside people because her name is Mrapida, but the spell is Mrapida. So I asked her to put an alias on the back of Mrapida, Mrapida. Okay, so you have adopted the, the Mrapo as a family name now or not? Yes, yes. You will find a lot of uh, Mras in the, uh, in the Facebook. Because uh, I think it's because of us. We were my the four brothers. We were all athletes in the university, and uh, we always uh, got first. Or you know, we even represented for the army for the younger division as the training from the university there's a university training for the army people there so <clears throat> you were there were four four children four boys no all together eight boys and two daughters my father had it's a family of ten and all survived or didn't survive all survived actually my uh, elder brother he died Two years ago, that's Jomra, he died two years ago. My eldest brother is still living, so I go to his house uh, weekly to have a chat with him. And so, do you do you have uh, close connections with the Rakhine state? I mean, you've still got family there, is that why you went back with your father? You only went once? Once. Once. Yes. I, I wanted to know uh, more about the uh, Rakhine people, uh, where my father came from. So actually they put in Pauto. Uh, Pauto is the township name only. So when I went to Pauto, Udan Shui had a name in honor of father that is from the helipad to the high school area the road name is so he remembered my father and he said you have to name this road so his name is still there and outdoor well he must he was the most prominent civil servant in Myanmar or in Burma right right yeah so does that mean that you <coughs> you were um, brought up really in quite a well-to-do household? Well, you can't say very well-to-do because uh, my mm. father is a very honest man. ICS. ICS. I mean, he's a very honest. Uh, uh, he wouldn't uh, 
stay in a government house, although he could have easily. So my mother bought a house on the Lee's Road and the corner of Lee's Road and Sheep Road. That's where we grew up. So my father had a lawn. It's uh, about a uh, hundred by fifty size. And we had a badminton coat at the back of the house and then we played badminton and then when we got interested in uh, athletics I was the pool water in the family so uh, I'm the uh, two times uh, gold medalist in the three games. Really? Yes, in 1961 and 65. The whole Southeast Asian Games? Yes. You won the gold medal twice? Yes, twice. Once, one silver, one silver in 1959. And then two gold? Yeah, and then two gold. So it must have been quite a household growing up with eight children. Was it ten children? Ten children? Yes, ten children. <coughs> but the, yeah. At first, uh, I thought that uh, I would join the civil service. But when I got my bachelor's degree, uh, there wasn't uh, any post opening for the civil service. So I, the professor at the economics department asked me to join the department. But for the time being, that, is, that was in about 19. 60. So I worked as a tutor in the economics department for nearly nine months. And then at that time there were very good offers from uh, Stanford University and uh, Hawaii University. So the professor asked me, if you just sign it, you are selected. <laughs> because uh, I was, I scored the highest in economics at the time, but I decided not to go to a foreign country. I'd rather stay here and be a, become a civil servant like my father. But in the year 1961, there was an opening uh, with good salary the Burma Corporation Limited. That's uh, besides the uh, UBA. Besides the UBA. UBA being? UBA Union Burma Airways. Oh, okay. Okay, yes. <coughs> so, uh, I joined Burma Corporation Limited. And then they, next year, they called for the foreign service and I didn't apply for it because I want to give my brother a chance. So why? Because I wouldn't give two mrats. Yeah, there will be two mrats, and probably they will select me because I was known to everybody at the time. Because of your athletics. Yeah, athletic, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, whenever I go out to different offices and I told them somebody uh, sent me to you, they said. Uh, no, I don't know that guy. I know you, then I'll do it for you. So it was 
life was very easy so go back if you don't mind to your to your childhood when you're growing up with 10 kids in the family um, <coughs> you went to local school did you go to one of the private schools or did you go to government? First uh, we went to a private school it's called a modern infant school in fact the school was uh, right inside the, the army ordinance where they used the before they move away, the school was the, at the army ordinance place. So, um, and later the army took over the building, so we had to transfer to another building along Fitch Road at the back of the Navy, Navy quarters. So, after the post standard, the, the private school you know, they, they accept only up to the fourth standard. So we applied for the teacher's training college, that is uh, DDC, it's now rather famous. So, and in our time, uh, there was no brick building there. There was a gymnasium and all, but uh, there were no brick buildings. Uh, we had to study in the big size huts at the time. So all ten children went to there? No. Uh, yeah. First, uh, I think five of us joined DDC. Five of us joined DDC, and then uh, there uh, I competed in the in the schools, and I, I won the primary inter school. No, no, secondary no, school. school means uh, there's a. Athletic championships for the school boys. Right. So I competed in either school and I won the goal there also. Pole vault again? Or yes, pole vault. That was your speciality? Yes, speciality. And then in the year 1958, uh, we had to go to Mormon for the uh, university sports there. There was an inter university championships there. It was held at uh, Mormon. So I beat the, the then Yamapopo uh, champion. I beat him. But uh, in the uh, national championships, he beat me again. But uh, there was going to be a, a meeting with the uh, Thai athletic teams in Yango, and they had. A, American coach appointed for the athletic team. So uh, he selected me for the team. So I had to practice under his guidance and then I beat the Thai champion here in Yango, uh, breaking the record then also. The, the national record? Yes, the national <laughs> record. At the time, uh, I was I became the first uh, pole vaulter who could jump over twelve feet wow. with a bamboo pole. <laughs> time. Yeah. How did you get into pole vaulting? Pole vaulting would not be very common in Myanmar at that time. Ah, uh, yeah, it's true because uh, in PDC, my eldest brother, his classes were uh, the gains only about. Uh, 
eight o'clock. So we had to go in the same car. So we had nearly one and a half hours. So we do all sorts of things. Uh, my elder brother, he is a huddler and then he hijinks and then I was looking at uh, the, the pole vaulter, but his style was not good. And I started uh, practicing pole vaulting. And uh, when my father saw me jumping at the back of the house, he said, ah, you can move to my lawn. So uh, he arranged everything for us then. then from so there. you had a real pole vault in the house? Right. And a real one. Real, real one, real one. But the landing pit was only sand. Oh. <laughs> oh. Landing pit was sand. So and do you think you partly went into that because your brother was brother was doing hurdles and high jump? You didn't want to do the same thing as him? No, it's it's not that uh, I don't uh, like that uh, I, I just wanted to And did you, was there an opportunity for you to go on to like the Olympics because you won the Southeast Asian Games? Do it? That was, uh, I was quite young then, but I remember what uh, they invited me to the Universite Games. Uh, that's uh, for the, uh, the students, I think. And those under 21. And uh, somebody, told them that uh, I couldn't go because I couldn't get leave. It was not true. They didn't even inform me. So I missed that case in Europe. Which would have been, that would have been after, see, that would have been yeah, after Nay Wing's time, wasn't it? Or yeah, was that, that was time, Nay Wing's time. Yeah, yeah, so Sorry, difficult to travel. Right. So going back, um, so all the children, what did they all end up doing? You know, did they, did all of you, even the girls get educated as well? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my mum's two sisters, one is not walking, she's a dependent, her husband is walking for visa. The younger one, she's actually very good. He works for the postal department, and when Sotong was appointed as an immigration minister, Sotong asked the uh, telecommunication minister to give Ranisi, that's my sister's name, to join his department. So the two ministers had an agreement, and then he joined the immigration department. Joined the immigration department, but uh, after appointment in the immigration department, I mean, saw Thomas sick, so she had a lot of uh, you know difficulty and a lot of rivalry and etc. And she she saw all how uh, things were done illegally in that department, so she left that department. She started to translate uh, books, English books, into Myanmar and the Myanmar books to 
English, and then she worked as a translator. Now she's still doing that. So a lot of uh, people from different departments, they go to her to get things done. She's still doing it? She's still doing it. And what about all the brothers? There's lots of them, eight of you. Right. Okay. My uh, three youngest brothers, we all became doctors because at the end of our time, nobody asked whether you want to be a doctor or you should become a doctor. But afterwards, there came a time when doctors become very popular. So my brother, one of my brothers, Dr. Rena, he is the, uh, he's now the uh, president of the Medical Council. And then he wrote uh, a lot of papers uh, about uh, HIV, AIDS, etc. and Myanmar and dis distributed to the people along the border. And the Thais took the book and translated it into Thai language. So he's a famous uh, doctor. He's an MRCP. So that's the uh, number eight. Number eight brother. And then number nine brother was after his graduation, he was assigned to the uh, <coughs> children hospital. So the head of that department liked him so much that uh, he was asked to participate in the separation of the twins here in Jambo. Mm -hmm. so, so a surgeon. Yes, surgeon. So he became a child surgeon. That's the one. Another one, the youngest, is uh, staying in America. That's oh. Samra. Samra, he's a musician as well as a throat doctor yeah. from here a chest up what yeah yeah chest throat yeah. chest yes yeah so those are thoracic i think they call right. it yeah because uh, it is very hard for uh, a Myanmar to get into this heart or other diseases specialty so we had to take this i'm sure it's a very good specialty <laughs> And uh, other brothers, is, uh, the one under me is uh, Wimra. Wimra, you know, Wimra is the uh, head of the uh, Human Rights Commission in uh, Myanmar. Is that right? That's your brother? Yes, <coughs> that's my brother. So he was, uh, he joined the, he's the one who joined the Foreign Service. Right. Right. So they, in the interview, they, only asked about Paul Walney, so he knows a lot about Paul Walney because being a brother, so he, he knows what I did and how I won the championships, etc., etc. And then he was appointed, not he was appointed, not appointed time. He stood, uh, I think, third, and they were going to take only two. And then what happened was the the fourth person is uh, he was uh, 
who later became deputy minister in the foreign office was was one of the army pictures sir so it was wonderful right they a public service commission said no if you want to appoint the fourth person you have to appoint the third person as well so they agreed to it and he joined foreign service he was a un ambassador for quite some time defending the military government and then when gambari came to yango and senior general asked by name for his memorandum so the people were so afraid that <coughs> he was at that time under lpr that is a leave priority to retirement so they reappointed him again and then he went to Nidido for this Kambari. Uh, so that's how many? That's the, the, the eldest uh, joined the shipping in the shipping department. The minimum five-star line. And then the other one, the one who died, he joined the uh, physical and sports department. At the Aunsan Stadium, the offices at Aunsan Stadium. So your mum was, your father was ICS. Yes. But what about your mum? Where did she come from? She's from uh, Sydney, Sydney. Oh, from Rakhine State too. So she is uh, one of the her great 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 grandfather was Urey Jodu. You know Urey Jodu. Urey Jodu was. Uh, the first banker and one of the richest person during his time in Rakhine. Wow. Uray Jodhu. Uray Jodhu got sons and he sent them all to study in London. Including your father? Your, my my mother's, yeah, my grandfather. So, who Chantuan became very famous. That's your grandfather, or the great-grandfather? Great-grandfather, yeah. Uchanto became very famous because he passed with uh, honours in all the subjects. So even the Queen, Queen Victoria, asked to see this gentleman from uh, Myanmar. So Really? Yes. But is that, who was the one that was very rich? Was that him? He his became very father, rich. His, his father, father, yes. father was very rich, rich yes. and then he was brilliant academically. The son, the son, yes, yes. Your grandfather. He was your grandfather, grandfather on your mother's side. He cannot be grandfather. No, great grandfather. Great grandfather. Great grandfather on my mother's side. Right. Yes. So, my mother studied only after the tenth century at the Saint John's Convent in Yangon. Yangon. Okay. But the, he must have had a lot of land. Land in Rakhine State? Yes, Urejo the company owned a lot of land, but they were nationalized when the army took over. But they didn't nationalize private property, did they? Ah, they did. <laughs> Don't believe what they say. <laughs> okay, so, but, but your own house, maybe you had lots of land, they did. But they didn't take away private ownership of your home, did they? I think they took over it. My mother 
live in the area called Panlendo. Panlendo is is a very uh, what near the uh, beach and it's very similar houses in that area. I think uh, built by my great great and grandfather Uwejo Du. So she lost. You're saying that house was lost, nationalized, or? I think it was nationalized. I don't know the details. Right, so person. long ago. Yes. So she's a very good piano uh, player. She plays a lot of uh, a lot of piano. Your mum. Your mum. Yes. But she's passed away, surely. Yeah, she passed yeah. away. Yeah. 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 She's a very good piano uh, player. But you obviously have brains on both sides because your father was ICS, which would be very difficult to get into. And your mother came obviously from a very bright family as well, right? Uh, with the great-grandfather being the one that was presented to Queen Victoria. But your father... Yeah, so both of them were Rakhine. Your mum yes, and... Yes, Rakhine. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay. And... The language you spoke at home was only English and Burmese, or did you speak Arakanese? Or uh... my father didn't encourage us to speak in Arakai, so uh, we spoke only in uh, Myanmar and sometimes in English. Right. Am I wrong to call the language Arakanese? It's Rakhine, not Arakanese. Arakanese is the word introduced by the British. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Rakhine is the language. Yes, Rakhine is the language. Okay, so now let's come up to where. So you uh, finished high school, went to uh, university and did economics, is that what you said? Yes. We're at the University of Rangoon? Yes. Okay. And you finish that, mm -hmm. and the question is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And you decide. You then started. You taught. What did you do then? You taught economics for nine months as a tutor. Right. And then what happened? And then uh, I joined the Burma Corporation Limited. Right. Doing what? Burma Corporation Limited as a as a trainee actually. So in 1965, it was nationalized. Yeah. So I became a Myanmar civil servant. Right. So uh, at the time of nationalization, I had to go to Nantu with the nationalization team. And, and you stayed in that company? How long did you stay in the company? Well, quite a long time. I think it was nearly 13 years in that uh, company. So 65, no, it's earlier, to, six, to 78? Roughly? Roughly around 76. Okay. And then what did you do? And then uh, they, uh, they didn't have a, you know, they, according to the manpower planning, the person who is above me, uh, he didn't want me in the office because uh, he was afraid of losing his position. So, 
hook. The, to get to the higher position, I had to wait for another five years. So there was an opening at the uh, uh, planning and inspection department under the Ministry of Mine. So I applied for it and I was uh, selected. Actually, the post was created for his the person in the department, but when it was put up to the uh, ministry, the minister said, I know this guy. Who is that guy? <laughs> and then, if you compare the education qualification, mine is better because I studied uh, DNA, that is a diploma in management and administration at the university. And I, I got five distinctions when I passed that, that uh, subject. And I had a law degree, which I had to attend, uh, which I attended. Uh, I finished the first year around 1961, 62, I think. So you did law and economics at the same time, or? No, law, uh, economics, I finished in 1960. Right. Right, yeah. But during the tutorship uh, days, I could attend the first year. But you went straight on from doing economics to doing law. Right, after a while. In between, there was this tutorship uh, thing. That's right. Mm -hmm. And what, yeah, the tutorship thing. And then you did straight, then you did law for what, four years? No, only two years. Two years? Yeah, to get a law degree. Because you, it's postgraduate, I guess is the reason. Yes, postgraduate. I was doing a lot of uh, practicing and training at that time for the games. But uh, I passed, I think my position was 11th. Amongst the uh, law graduates that year. For the country? Yes, for the whole country. Yeah. Uh, that is without even studying properly. <laughs> so, okay, so because 1962 you said that's when you did the games too, right? Yeah, so the when you finished law, you were also training and doing your pole vaulting. Yes. Which is why you had no time for study. So, when you moved into the Ministry of Mines, were you going in as a lawyer or going in as an economist? No. When I joined the inspection department, I joined there as an economist. And then, from that department to the Ministry, I think it was around 76, 77, I think. They informed me around midnight saying that I've been appointed as the head of office. You know, previous to this uh, government uh, person at the ministry, according to the new administrative system, was, uh, they don't call it secretary, call it head of office of the ministry. So I was then the youngest. Uh, Head of office in the all the all the ministries. That was that. For this was for the inspectorate. The from the inspectorate to the 
ministry. Right, so you became secretary of the ministry. Well, say, uh, you can say secretary, but they call head of office. Okay. Right. But like in your father's time, it would be called secretary. Yes. So you, you were only in your 30s. Or 20s. Yes, only. Yeah. I remember 36, 37, I was around that age. Right. right. Very young. Right, uh, that, in that year, Umamonka uh, became the prime minister. And when I went to report to him, the deputy secretary had already retired. And then there was this assistant secretary. The assistant secretary, so he, he didn't want to work under the ministry anymore. So the Umaonka asked me whether you could take over, whether I could take over the office without be, being uh, properly transferred. So I said, no problem. So the next day, another guy left without uh, telling me anything. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was put into the river, either sink or swim. Sink or swim. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Is <coughs> that 76 or 77? Yes, or? around 76, 77. Yeah. Yes. And then what happened? 76, 77, after... Uh, during that time, I, I went to Australia once uh, to uh, Mossman training school, uh, civil service training. We talked about that right. down at down Balmoral, Balmoral, just yeah, part of yes, Mossman. Yes, yes. Very near where I used to Yeah. And then uh, that was part of Osei or something like yes, that. Yes, Osei, yeah. yeah. Osei, yeah. So they, someone of your seniority, got a went for training. You were secretary, basically, right? Yes. Head of office, head of not yeah. So they, wow, okay. Actually, uh, they should have sent me for law training or other trainees, but uh, the minister, just for the sake of sending me abroad, he sent me to Australia. For how long were you there? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Only, yeah. Then I came back. And then, uh, well, for four years, the Ministry of Mines. Yes. Yeah. The Ministry of Mines. As, as still head of whatever. What's yes. it called? Head of Head of Office. Head of Office. Head of Office. So I had to do everything, prepare the cabinet papers and everything, etc. Did you enjoy that? No. I don't enjoy it, uh, but uh, it took up as a challenge because. Uh, during my tenure of office, head of office, no case from the Ministry of Mine were turned down by the cabinet. Many all your submissions were yes, accepted. Yes, very thorough. Even the spellings. If the spelling is wrong, then uh, we point this out and then say, hey, your spelling is wrong, take this back. So the minister said, okay, okay. <laughs> Was he that much into detail? Nay Wing was into yes, detail? Yes, yes, in, 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 in. And his English was good enough? Uh, yeah, quite good enough. <coughs> because, uh, once, <coughs> before they gave the copper mine to the Yugoslav, 
the minister put up the contract to him. He read through it and he said something to the, the minister to put in something. So the minister called me and said, Whenever he told me to put uh, a clause, it's called friendly cause or something like uh, preferential. Actually, it's a preferential treatment. So I told the minister, I think he must have meant preferential treatment. So uh, the minister said, yes, yes, yes. According to the minister, he said, you have to put in a clause called pre-friendly clause. Pre-friendly clause. So, I studied economics and I, I knew then that uh, must have meant uh, preferential treatment clause. So I said, I even pointed out the section where it should be inserted. And then he took back to General Newell and General Newell said, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I, actually, you asked me whether I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it in the sense that uh, you could do something. During my time, when we sent uh, for remarks from the Attorney General's office, sometimes the remarks were not correct. So during my time, so I told one minister at the time that uh, this uh, command is wrong. So the minister looked it up and then he, he challenged the Attorney General in the cabinet. So I was uh, I wasn't afraid of the the army guys or the other because uh, my father's been uh, the chief secretary and we were trained in such a way and not to be afraid of. And you have to speak up. Yeah, you have to speak up when something is wrong. That came all the way through from your father. Yes, from my and, father. And and what about obviously integrity was another thing that he yes. preached. Yeah. Yes, yes. So how did you handle working in you know any <clears throat> any ministry at that time? Obviously, you know there were un, we would now say unethical practices. Um, did you get get put in difficult positions often? No, not during that time. Maybe the deputy minister and the minister, but not me. <laughs> so what happened with your career then? Because you were 36 when you became like uh, secretary. Mm -hmm. uh, and then 40 when I joined the number two, I was transferred to number two mining enterprise. And uh, As lawyer or as, um, no, not as no, lawyer? No, I was put in the planning department. Right. And then I didn't have to do much, but uh, there was a problem in the uh, World Bank Finance uh, Intensive Inspection Project, and we, I was uh, appointed as uh, project director, so I had a lot of uh, experience, and the, the consultants, uh, they liked me, because I could do things for them, so they let me. And then the previous uh, managing director, he didn't do certain things as required by the World Bank. So the World Bank said uh, when they asked for extension of the loan period, the 
I want my excuse. So you, you, you haven't even completed the manpower planning and the management information system. You will not extend the loan. So, ironically, manpower plan and the And the World Bank accepted it, so we got the extension for the loan. And I even wrote the project completion report. When it was finished? Right? Yes. Yeah. And then what happened? Then what happened after that in your career? After that and then from that planning, I was asked to uh, take over the planning, so I had to do two, two departments. One is the procurement department and the one is the planning department. And then later on, uh, in in the play in the procurement department, I saw a lot of uh, you know hanky banging business that was going on in that yeah. department. So the minister actually transferred that guy who was a mining engineer to Pimana. So I had to take over it. There was a negotiation between a Japan and a Japanese company. So I finished that negotiation. At the time, the financial year was uh, 30th September. I think I now try to change it back to that period again. So I finished that day, and then things were quite okay in the planning department and then and in the procurement department. And then the minister, he asked me to join the uh, administration department. So I had to take over two departments. I was in charge of two departments, one administration and one in uh, procurement. What, what year are we now, roughly? Around, I think, 1990s, I think. Right. Right. 1990s. I think he did that to me because I asked to get transferred from the ministry to the number two mining enterprise. To go back? No, to, go from to transfer, two. transfer from the head of office to yeah. the number two Yeah, that's what I understood you mean. So the, uh, actually the army people later told me that uh, you shouldn't have uh, asked for a transfer because they don't like it. I think that was the reason uh, uh, he kept my promotion pending. But what happened was uh, General Navy goes to Ela. Ela is near Nidio. So he looked at the plant there, metallurgical plant and training center there. So Navy uh, said uh, you must buy all the refining equipment in the we made out a list and then we were negotiating it, but they couldn't finish it. So General Navy was very angry and asked Putanje, hey, where are the equipment that I asked you to buy? <laughs> so the minister got frightened and then he came over to the number two manning enterprise and sat in the meeting room. And then we were at the time negotiating the thing and uh, the director general of that department went out 
to the minister and talked with the minister and he left the Japanese with us and the project director of that department said, he asked me for help. So please uh, lead the discussion. So I finished it in five minutes. <laughs> I finished it in five minutes. So he went, the director general came back. It was already done. So this Sunday got uh, the minister got very happy and then he asked me, is your promotion due? When is your promotion date? I said, long overdue. So he told the deputy minister who came along with him, said, put his promotion in the next meeting and then don't ask number two many enterprise to put up the case. You put it up and then I got promoted. <laughs> there was only as a deputy director in what year are we now? 1990? Around 1993, 4. Right. right. And when did you get Director General? When did that happen? Okay, first I had to be uh, promoted as a director. Right. Because so you were Deputy Director at this point. Yeah, I was Deputy Director. So uh, when this uh, Ucho Min, Supervisor General, Senior Provider General, appointed at, uh, as a minister, uh, there was uh, no person to properly translate and, and act as an interpreter. In the whole, in the whole ministry? Yes, in the wow. ministry. So, we and they asked me to do it for the minister. So I got quite close with the minister. When this promotion thing came up, I told the minister that uh, promotion thing will come up. He said, don't be afraid. You get promoted, he said. <laughs> so I got the director. And then after working about one year as director, the ministry told me that I've been appointed as uh, director general. Who was deputy minister then? He was meeting. So, yes, he was. Because uh, he was 14 years or something there. Yeah. I was really surprised because uh, I am just a. No, at the, up to that time, only military personnel or a money engineer or geologist could become director general. Director general or managing director. Yeah. But. I was appointed as the Director General. When was that, do you remember, roughly? Around 1998. Yeah, because he was, yeah, that's when it was one, he was, he was the sole Deputy Minister. Yes, he was the sole yeah. uh, Deputy oh, Minister. Oh, uh, deputy Minister, Langway. Correct, left. Yes, yeah. left. And so the yeah. Minister didn't want to appoint another so is that when you became friends with Mien Tien back in 96 or whatever it was? Or you met Mien Tien? You met Tien, yeah. No, I knew him uh, back in his days when he was uh, a deputy director in the industrial minerals department. Oh, okay. Right. I, I 
didn't have to uh, investigate uh, one case during that time. And then when I got to the uh, ministry, the minister asked me to study the whole uh, project about the copper project, how it was negotiated, how it was turned, and, and etc. And then the minister went and explained to uh, the general Tan Shui at that time. Tan Shui seemed to take great interest in many different things, right? Right. Would call for reports on, you know, you'd think this is too, like, he wouldn't have to hear this, but he was interested. Yes, he was interested. It's really very uh, surprising because uh, to get to the position of uh, Director General or Managing Director Kenyon and then Tan Shui and Maui, three of them have to agree. Yeah, Kenyon being intelligence, yes. uh, Mangai being head of the army, mm -hmm. and Kin Shui being the commander-in-chief, as it were. Right. So it had to be approved by all three for, yeah. for senior appointments in the ministry. Yeah. You know, how I got involved in this uh, lawling is uh, when I was in the administration department. Uh, a lot of negotiations were being done at uh, the Ministry of Mines, and uh, they put me as uh, one of the members of negotiating team. So I read the contracts uh, very uh, properly and then I had to argue. I was the one who argued with the uh, foreign lawyers. You know, foreign lawyers, they think uh, they knew a lot about laws in uh, Myanmar. But uh, when I argued against it, they had to agree. One lawyer even asked the headquarters whether he should agree to what I proposed. And <laughs> this uh, gentleman at the stage said, okay, agree to it. It's okay. So I got a lot of uh, experience from, from negotiations with the foreign lawyers and I, I, I drew up uh, most of the laws in the ministry. Before the laws, uh, there were other sort of uh, arrangements between foreign parties and Myanmar, sorry. You know the the supplier credit basis. Yeah. We, we we had to do only supplier credit basis during the Newman's period. He wouldn't let us enter into a joint venture agreement. Yeah. So from that time I got interested and I read a lot of books and then I was asked to join the a team from Myanmar, that was the UN gave aid for a team from the energy division to go to different oil producing countries. Different what? 
while producing oh, yeah. energy, different oh, yeah. while producing oh, yeah. energy. So, Mama came at that time, he said, uh, 2% from the industry of mine should be included. I was uh, one of the members. But as soon as I got there, I knew that while uh, it's something different, they, they have the standard form of contracts. Yeah. And uh, it's rather very easy for them, actually, because uh, there were many precedences. But for the mining industry, the managing director gave me the contract of workbook. The contract of workbook. So I said, something is missing. There must be another contract. There must be another contract before we sign the uh, contract of so I asked for appointment with the director generals, two director generals of the Indonesian department and the director from the general mining department, he agreed to see me, although he, I think it was the seventh day for the Muslims. Yeah. So <laughs> I asked him gladly. He went to Jakarta? Yes. So whether there is another contract. He said yes. So uh, could you please uh, give send, me, yeah. send me, give me a copy. So he said to his staff here. So he said he will send it to me. So he sent it to me. I, I studied different laws from different countries. I even went to the ASCAP uh, library and uh, took half a day look at the books uh, oh, yeah. uh, that I should read and uh, they provided me all the books and then I had difficulty in carrying back the books and the papers. From where? From Bangkok to oh. Yangon. So there was a guy called Piha. He was the nephew of Uni Wen. So he had the he put VIP on the boxes and then I got through without paying any money. And then what happened then? What, when, did, when did you retire as director? Okay, my retiring age was actually that uh, 60 yeah. is the retiring yeah. age. When the, at the time of retiring, uh, that would have been um, uh, 2000. Yes, 2000. So uh, I think it was Kenyon who said to put up my keys for extension. So for extension. Did you want it extended? Did you want to? There was nothing to do, so I said okay. So, what I stand for one year, two years, three years, four years, and in the fifth year, the minister didn't include my name for extension. So, Kenyon said, Why did you put this Zomra in the case? Put it up immediately. So, the minister had to follow his instructions. 
So does that mean that you continued after? After 2005, I went back there, 2005. Wow. That's why my total service four or five years. It is. Wow, that's quite a time. I'm just seeing how long it was. So 2005, you were then 65, I guess. Yes, 65. 65. And what have you done since then, since 2005? I did some uh, private uh, consulting work. Right. Somebody comes. And he was recommended by a person I know. I joined there. I joined him for that period. And during that time, I went to Singapore, China. Singapore, China. Mining deals? Mining? Yes, mining and uh, electric power teams. Electric power teams in China. Oh, yeah. Yes. And you're still doing that now, or you, you you got involved with some of the mining stuff, didn't you? Still, the trouble is uh, they are not following the laws here, so it's uh, very uh, difficult. They some com one company asked me to do a, a loan deal. A loan deal. That's yeah. why you draw up the contract for the loan. So I said I could draw up the loan uh, agreement for you, but the, according to the, the other party, they want an uh, assessment by, the, by one of the auditors. <coughs> so I told them that uh, the auditor will ask quite a lot of sun for this. So they, they, they said that the mining uh, regulations are still not out yet and then a lot of things and then they it disappeared. So for the electricity deals, uh, it's uh, very difficult to deal with the Chinese, they don't know the subject, and then they, they want a lot of money. They want money off of providing the power? No, in the, the contracts, there were a lot of uh, hidden costs that the government had to give. And then I left off one day, uh, during that time, somebody Suzuki was asked to investigate the Labrador mine. Yes. Then after the environmental study, she <coughs> couldn't continue. That's what I heard. And then she was uh, looking for somebody who knows about uh, all these contract deals in ministry. Yeah. This guy, Jordan Sui. 
who's with her now. Phone me up and I said, uh, the lady wants you to help her with the contract. So I said, you have to give me a letter from the office. Otherwise, I'll be in trouble with the military people. So he sent me a letter. And then, uh, you know, as here in Myanmar, we think of, we think very highly of uh, some uh, people as a doctorate or an MSc or whatever in law. But uh, so they included uh, one lady from the university. So actually, I was the one uh, who asked all the questions to the military guys. Uh, so uh, actually, uh, it's a very bad team. So I pointed out all these the weak points and what had to be changed, etc. Then at the final uh, meeting, the head of UMEH uh, came and the lady also came. So she she after only a team where she pointed directly at me, please, could you please uh, explain to this chairman about it? So I had to do everything. <laughs> so I pointed out all the mistakes. Uh, it was very, very bad. Really, very bad. And then later on, that's why when uh, that report came out, Aung San Suu was asked not to continue because they were afraid with me in there that all their secrets were kept, you know. So uh, they replaced her with uh, Platon, who was the finance minister, I think, at that time. Platon? Platon. The accountant? No, not the accountant. No. No, not the accountant, the yeah. one with the military okay. person, yeah. So, and then uh, they sounded out whether I would like to continue. So I said, there are a lot of lawyers in Yango, and you could even ask the Avenue lawyer for this. But uh, they were so afraid that they asked. Dr. Tunshian, he was the Attorney General, which is a very wrong move, I think, uh, because uh, you don't include an Attorney General to go through this negotiation uh, no. process. No. It was a very wrong move. And then the final report that they sent out, and what they declared to the people was on register. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything anymore because could get into trouble. So not now though. <laughs> so is there anything else that you can think of that you we've forgotten to talk about in your life, like 
in your life, any key moments, key things that you think we haven't spoken about? There were many key moments, uh, but uh, I don't keep the evidences. The one was, uh, I told you that uh, when you join the procurement department, you have to deal it only on behalf of MEIC yeah. at that time. So we had to sign foreigner My time at Auburn, I handled one case that finished very quickly. So this French company wrote to the number one money enterprise saying that we should have more people like me, then it would be very good for trade with Myanmar. So I kept the copy and then later on uh, I forgot about it. There were many close, uh, there were a lot of difficulties also because <clears throat> our Deputy Minister Utante, he was uh, not appointed in the Central Committee. Right. Central Committee. So the other guys who were in the Central Committee, they wanted to, you know, bully him. Note of exchange with uh, different countries like Japan or other countries. They were mostly done by the Foreign Economic Relations Department. But when Utane asked the DG to negotiate that for him, he said, no, I will not do it. If you can, you can do it. <laughs> So I was asked to negotiate it. So uh, which you did? Which I did, and then I got the lot, and then signed it. This Ela project was all done by me, and then well, there was one uh, project on a, a which I had to uh, negotiate with the ADB. When I read the report, uh, it said the project is not viable at the very yeah. beginning. So uh, I told the people at the department that uh, the managing director must have uh, put up something else saying that it's so uh, viable asked me to negotiate with the uh, ADB people. I had to deal with the Pakistani. <laughs> yes, you know. We uh, asked a lot of uh, difficult questions and then... And who was he acting for? Who was he acting for, the Pakistani? ADB. ADB, oh yeah. ADB. So I got answer everything and then he said, it's okay, then we have the final loan negotiating agreement, official final loan uh, negotiation agreement in Manila. So when that day, day came, the managing director took his own man and <laughs> I didn't have to go. But that project didn't uh, materialize, materialize yeah. because uh, before signing the agreement, the minister asked all the geologists and they were sitting 
and the minister said, I have to decide whether to take the loan or not because it's already been decreed by ADB. So, geologists must guarantee that there is a certain amount of coal reserve as mentioned in your <laughs> reports. And so nobody spoke up. So the minister said, if you are not confident about your reports, then I will cancel the ADBT. And he did it. He canceled it? Yes, he cancelled it. And from that day onwards, we didn't get any money from ADB. <laughs> so, anyway, times like that. Then the, the project that me and they had to handle, the, the King Lermit uh, process at Menu, did he mention it? He yeah, was yeah, a, yeah. The, the project controller. That uh, contract nearly collapsed. Uh, nearly collapsed, yes. Nearly collapsed uh, because uh, the leader of the team asked for more money. You know, the, the agreement was uh, about to be signed and we were about to put up to the uh, cabinet. Yeah. And then he asked for more money. So uh, I think it was also General Newman's time. So the minister, instead of asking the people concerned from the number three yeah. money, the minister called me and said, a about and we say, can you please handle this? So I said, okay. So I checked through the subject two. Yeah. Can you handle this subject two? Yeah. So I look up the reasons given by the uh, Mr. Sofredo, I think he was an Italian, and I found one mistake. I found one mistake, so I I asked uh, to speak to Mr. Sofredo and I told him that uh, you are asking too much. The people at the top, they want you to stick to the original agreement. So... What did they say to that? He said, oh, no, it's quite reasonable because the prices are going up, etc. But I have to point you out that uh, in your calculation, you made a mistake. Please refer to line number three of page so and so. So he said, give me 15 minutes. In 15 minutes time, uh, he rang back and he said, instead of taking uh, half a percent more, even now, do it for a quarter percent only. Wow. So, the minister took this to the cabinet. Right. And then he said, okay, he said, do it. And that's how this project came into being. <laughs> there were those moments, uh, last minute moments, you know. Well, so I and then sometimes you have to be brave and then you have to 
talk to the ministers. Otherwise, uh, the ministers if you don't the talk to the minister, or if somebody is wrong, like the one case I mentioned, the, the attorney general the obviously made a mistake, and I pointed out that out to him. But does that um, mean that it's more difficult dealing with the ministries because, oh, sorry, other people, because a lot of them don't have any idea of what they're actually doing? If yes, that is true. Yeah. You know, there's pearl business in Myanmar. Is there some issue at Pearling. the moment? Pearling, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not the issues, but at the very beginning, the Japanese guys, they went around to nearly every ministry and then they complained that uh, they don't know anything. And then uh, he went to his Ulatom, the accountant. Well, accountant, and then accountant wrote a brief for them. And they didn't like it. So somebody took them to me. So I explained explain to him the situation and how it could be done. And they did it accordingly. And the Pearling on our side. That was why we uh, we have a growing oil industry in Myanmar. But nobody will give me that credit. They will say, yeah, we did it, we did it. That's normally the case for lawyers. Yeah. No credit. Right. Yep. Thank you very much. I think we can... Okay. We can stop, I think, because right. I've got plenty. Thank you, you very much. You've got plenty. Okay.